Warning ahead, sexy themes and saucy lingo. Trigger warnings include homophobic language. Please check the show notes for details and specific timings. Welcome to season two and today's Almanac of Arousal. Thank you, Raphael. Yeah. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh, season two. Yeah, a whole another 26 letters of <gasps> sexual adventure. Adventure. <laughs> there is so much to come. So, oh, well done. Oh. Very good, very good. <laughs> Starting early on the puns, 30 seconds into the episode and we are all, and series, and we're already in the puns. Absolutely, absolutely. Brilliant. What are we but a bunch of puns. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, anyway, what... Um, is your A-related word of the week? Oh, my A-related word of the week is abbreviated. Abbreviated? Yes. And why, pray tell? Well, I've been really stressed uh, recently and mm. um, really busy. And, of course, uh, a good cure for uh, being stressed and busy is a good, uh, well, wank. Oh, yeah. That's um, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my time is really short at the moment. So um, I often like don't actually have the time for like a decent um, kind of episode so um when i have it's it's been like okay so brain right find what is the most arousing thing to you right now uh mm. quickly think of it okay like find the like find the place in my mind or find the porn that's going to do the thing yeah, 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 and like yeah. go 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 and yeah. like 45 seconds later it's done and it's really un inspiring and unenjoyable but yeah. it's quick and it's done and i feel better and i can concentrate again afterwards That's but it, this is annoying the, it does the thing you need yeah. but like it's it not does the hand job <laughs> it does the hand job <laughs> it does the hand <laughs> job um and i totally get that i mean i don't do i haven't again because i've been busy and stressed i guess when i'm busy and stressed like wanking is like one of the things that falls by the wayside yeah. but then then it suddenly gets to a point where i'm like oh my god i haven't had an orgasm in ages mm. and then again it's a situation of like okay i have to do it and yeah. I, whatever it just has to fit in yeah. <laughs> like, it has, has to fit to. in yeah <laughs> said said every no never mind um okay, okay. Uh, what's your word of the week my a word of the week um is alone alone Alone. Alone. <laughs> so it's not technically alone, but alone with my partner. Um, so basically, since my partner moved in, uh, like, well, just at the start of the first lockdown, so a while ago, uh, we've essentially lived on our own together, mm. but <laughs> without housemates. And at the moment, we've got um, we've got someone staying with us for like a month and a half, and then we had someone else staying in the sitting room, and there were like quite a lot of people staying, mm. and which is really nice. But I suddenly realised how like suddenly um, inhibited we felt, right. and it's so interesting because like my whole sexual life prior to my partner moving in had always happened in places with other people in the yeah, house, yeah. but suddenly not having people like that it suddenly was like so free I can do it anywhere in the house <laughs> we can have all the doors open yeah. we can be as loud as we like and suddenly like having suddenly having to think about being considerate of like housemates again mm. has kind of made us like have barely any sex because we're yeah, just yeah, like yeah. oh I don't want to like can't feel really yeah um, anyway so um we're looking forward to having the house to ourselves again to yeah do some stuff <laughs> well, sure. um yeah i get that yeah i mean oh gosh it's interesting yeah my um the the whole being alone thing and me make, we've spoken about that before and making like lots of noise yeah. and stuff and feeling like just generally the feeling of being inhibited mm -hmm. but like um well we we recently had um 
uh, uh, my husband's sister stay yeah. with us for, um, I think it was like a three or four nights. Yeah. Um, the irony of it was that I was barely around anyway. And when I was around, I was working and she was out. Oh, so like, I didn't see her. Um, and it was around the same time that my, like all that like, our burlesque stuff was happening. Like my mm-hmm. our, our sort of shows and dress rehearsals and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I wasn't around. Anyway, I do remember this one time where um, my husband and I were feeling um, a little bit like we could. Yeah. And then we were just like, no. but that's fine like I I think that's the right answer in that situation but like yeah I mean like you know it's it's all totally valid but I just think it's interesting my my mindset has just completely changed from being like oh sex is something I do quietly in my room to like why do I have to be quiet and why do I have to stay in my room? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're all adults, like, and we were also yeah. having the conversation like we, we're going to have some people staying over for New Year's Eve soon, um, and because um, obviously this episode is recorded just before uh, the New Year. Yeah, you'll probably um, hear this quite a while. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, the uh, so we will have had people staying over for New Year's, um, but um, we were talking about like there's going to be like possibly two people having to share our sofa bed. Yeah, um, and the sort of whole joke of like. Oh no, but there'll be there'll be like two strangers possibly sleep, having to sleep on the same bed, and, and I was like, that was what my husband said. Yeah. And I was like, yep, they're adults, and he was like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Welcome to series two of an A to Z of sex with men, where I, Raphael, and I, Jacinta, attack the imbalances of gender normativity. Bear our sexual secrets wide open. Clear away the mists of sexual taboo. Delve into the mysteries of erotica. Erase the toxicity of shame. Find the beauty of our sexual being. And get ready to laugh our asses off. Absolutely. What is Film Corner? Well, mm. each week, Jacinta and I are watching a film directly related to our word of the week. So this week, for arousal, we'll be watching Cruel Intentions. Ooh, we've already watched the trailer. Mm. We'll talk about that now. And then later on, we'll take a break in the recording to go watch the full film and we'll report back. Uh, we'll be discussing that film itself, uh, but also it's linked back to the word of the week, which uh, this week was arousal. arousal. Yes. Uh, so we debated uh, watching either Cruel Intentions or Le Liaison Dangereuse, mm-hmm. uh, which Cruel Intentions is actually a modern uh, remake of or yeah. a modern version of. Yeah, it's the same um, sort of story, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I have seen Le Liaison Dangereuse and I haven't seen Cruel Intentions, so that's basically what swung it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want to see a new film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen bits of Cruel Intentions, like half an hour here or something like that, half an hour there. So I'm yeah. sure I'm going to have seen bits because when I watched the trailer I was like oh I remember Sarah Michelle Gellar being in it and I remember like her brunette hair and stuff like that but yeah so speaking of which what did you think of the trailer well that's um, a really good question so the first thing I picked up obviously in a trailer what they tend to do is cut a lot of the like one-liners from the film and um, some of the one-liners that I was thinking were sort of spotting Uh were um, you know you're just a toy Sebastian was one of them Mm. Um, and then um one of the one of the really interesting lines I liked was that um, there was um, Reese Witherspoon's yeah. character saying, um, "I don't trust myself with you." Yeah, and she's a woman. And yeah. if you think about the fact that we're in like twenty twenty one or twenty twenty, yeah. if you think about the fact that we're in twenty twenty two, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we are in twenty twenty two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's in twenty twenty two. Well, we will be. You'll be listening to twenty twenty two, obviously. I know. Um, 
uh, and uh, it's a woman saying it. And mm-hmm. th- there's, a, there's a classic thing of like men saying, I don't trust myself around women. That's and, interesting. Yeah, that was something yeah, yeah, I picked yeah. up on. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I thought obviously the whole plot, um, which we won't talk about right now, but mm-hmm. it's obviously betting and um, baiting each other and yes. all this kind of uh, stuff. And the... the, the um, the actual thing that got me the most was the fact that um, Sarah Michelle Gellar um, places a bet with, um, I've forgotten the male actor's oh name. I've got no idea who the male actor is. Anyway, we'll come to, we'll find that out. Good looking guy. Yeah, some yeah. good looking guy with um, curly blondish hair. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he and her make a bet and um, to try and seduce this woman, for him to seduce this woman, uh, who's played by Reese Witherspoon. And um, he uh, bets his shiny new vintage car and she bets her body. Yeah. Uh, to him so there's like a oh yeah. right I see yeah yeah what did you think of it <laughs> so the bit with the cars I can't say okay so in okay I because I have seen Les Liaisons Dangereuses yeah. uh, and read the play so as I was watching it I was sort of comparing it to that mm. that whole time and I was like oh I wonder how they're gonna like do that bit in a modern context yeah. which obviously we'll see more when we see the actual film but I can't remember what um John Malkovich's character in Les Liaisons Dangereuses does what what his bet is because i know that I, it's the same like her bet is oh we'll sleep together yeah. yeah um and and i was like when i sort of heard the car i sort of nearly laughed because i was like okay i'm sure you love your car but also like <laughs> oh high stakes i don't know yeah, yeah. um also i had no idea reese witherspoon was in this film yeah i so because i um love selma blair from legally blonde and and i always knew she was on this film which was like a big reason why i wanted to watch it and i literally i just didn't know that reese witherspoon was there as well and they are like a dream team although i don't know if their characters ever meet anyway so we'll <laughs> see um what i am oh yeah i just don't know if the guy is as sexy as john malkovich i'm just mm. i'm we're gonna we'll see <laughs> yeah, we'll see i picked up on his like his attitude was quite yeah, quite yeah. sexy maybe no yeah. exactly yeah and, and i think and actually it's good because he doesn't actually look that threatening mm. which then kind of you can see how he manages to like yeah yes he's quite boyish isn't he yeah so then it actually almost makes it maybe more like disturbing but also erotically Mm. disturbing i don't know how he manages to anyway um so yeah i think my main thing is how is it going to work in a modern context Mm -hmm. and what's very interesting is because you picked up on um reese witherspoon's character saying um i don't i don't trust myself with you um in les liaisons dangereuses she's like um super christian and like doesn't Mm. believe in sex before marriage and and also given that the time it's in it's like a lot really serious for yeah. people to have sex before marriage particularly like sort of young unmarried women um and so i just think i'm just interested to know if like the stakes will feel as high in this context and how they're going to make that make that work right yeah I'm, I'm interested to see but it, i mean it looks very it looks sexy i'm excited yeah yeah <laughs> definitely and and then of course uh, relating it to the word arousal so yes. um i suppose the whole point as well is that how does because the whole the line that we we quoted just now about her saying i don't trust myself with you mm-hmm. we've spoken before on the podcast mm-hmm. about um being in a high state of arousal can yeah. make you do things you don't normally do so i wonder how totally. much that theme comes out well, in the I film that's too the, that's it and i think with her character it's this thing of like um he well in in yeah i think he is like actually falls in love with her yeah, yeah. and she loves him but it's this thing of like i really don't want i don't believe in having sex before marriage but i think i'm going like when i'm around you i think i'm going to because right I'm so yes yeah, exactly. you know that's it like you say arousal makes us do things exactly yeah um okay well we have um a, we have a question from the audience it's our new section um so uh, today's question uh themed so today's i should probably introduce the theme actually so the theme of the uh, letter a this time is arousal yes. arousal yes arousal um and so the question from the audience is why am I aroused by being kissed or touched on different body parts each time? 
why don't I get aroused by the same things every time? And that's from Aloysius in Moisty Lane, Staffordshire. Well, thanks very much for your question, Aloysius. Yes, from Thank Moisty you very Lane, much. Staffordshire. You're definitely a real person. Yes. 100% real. <laughs> no, that's a very good question. Um, do you have any, any light to shed on that, do you think? Oh, you're passing the buck to me, are you? I see. Um, well, okay. Um, well, I, I guess um, the main thought I had was that we we spoke about that thing in the porn episode last season mm. around how we kind of need different stimuli each time. And if you use the same stimuli over like a period of, I think it was like 20 occasions, mm-hmm. then by the end of the 20th occasion, you just like, you actually find it quite disgusting and you don't want to be like... That's you don't want to... That's porn, that's like visual stimulation. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like the same theory could apply to this. Yeah, okay, so I... Like, I do have, like, sort of place, go-to places, which I sort of generally am aroused by. Like, my ear, left ear, Mm. my neck, my, um, can't think of anything else right now. But the, um, those two two places. Um, (laughs) but I also think that I, like, if I wasn't very aroused, if I was, like, very low-level aroused, Mm. or, or, like, sort of just feeling like getting aroused, but not actually properly aroused at the moment, and then, like, my my partner or sexual partner whatever went straight for those places Mm. maybe i'm not sure if they would arouse me and i feel like i sort of need to be a slightly higher level of arousal Mm. and then those places are like oh whoa now i'm really aroused but if you just go straight for that i'm like "Mm." that's we do that's very intimate very quickly (laughs) that's that's so interesting i have a place that does the opposite okay so my right nipple is very sensitive but only when i'm in the low arousal state and i'm not yet there if you try and like sort of manipulate it um when i'm like already quite high arousal and actually like on the way to coming Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then actually it can be like just why are you doing that now i'd rather you did other things yeah that's so interesting yeah and i guess i I sort of feel that sometimes there's something which is like so sensitive that when i'm like i just it kind of gets me going a bit or like Mm. mm, i don't know but then when it gets to the point of like no now i want you to focus on like yeah actual genitals yeah, <laughs> i don't yeah, know yeah. maybe like i know it's so fascinating yeah. remember the friends episode um and this is going back sorry friends episode but um where i think um monica is teaching um chandler how like which are the erogenous zones and they're like here are the seven basic erogenous zones she draws a little map and then she kind of gives herself a little orgasm by mentally um like yeah. saying where you need to touch okay. in what order yeah, yeah, so you yeah, go like yeah. one two one two three one two three one two four <laughs> Four, one, two, three, five, five, four, one, two, and she's sort of like, right, yeah, and then she's yeah. imagining it, and then like seven is obviously like probably the vagina. So, because um, mm-hmm. then at the end she's just like shouting seven. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, that's I think that's almost the point, isn't it? Like, you kind of you have to do other things. That's it. And have like and a then, broad approach, yeah. and then kind of like hone in on yeah. what and you're doing. Seven seven seven, 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 seven. But if you went straight to seven, it would be like mm. yeah, no, 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 not ready for seven. Yeah, and also I think it does depend on like who you're with as well and also just the mood you're in at the time yeah but i also think like um so it kind of it does kind of annoy me that like different things but i think sometimes so my brain gets as what i'm trying to say is i think my brain gets annoyed if mm-hmm. someone always goes to this exactly the same thing every yeah. time yeah. and it almost feels like frustrating it's almost like yeah. why don't you learn about another part of my body yeah, exactly. um and like you know, yeah like some sort of catty part of my brain yeah. sneaks out from a corner and goes it's a bit boring isn't it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or you're like it's like having a toolbox and just always yeah. using the same tool for everything yeah it and it's is. like sure they're great for unscrewing things but they're not so great for prizing things open so like i don't know just I don't, yeah it's <laughs> prizing like things open like, okay i never I mind don't know. <laughs> well things and prizing things screwing open. things <laughs> screwing things and prizing things open 
Thank you, Aloysius, for that really <laughs> excellent question. That was an excellent question. It was a really good question. Thank you. Yes. Um, so on to the word, yes. which is arousal. arousal. So um, you've got a little bit of research to share with us. Research, yeah. My extensive research. Um, I was. I. I wish I had Monica's list of the seven. The seven I know that's a secret. <laughs> we'll. A secret well, we don't know. Is. She just draws them, and you kind of have to guess what they might be. I think that's quite cool though, because they're all individual, and so it's good yeah, that they so didn't. Actually, they haven't said these yes. are the actual. Yeah. Seven yeah. Exactly. Seven. I'm just also really pleased that we just got to go to a '90s place there for a moment. As much as like Friends has not survived the heteronormative test of time, no, um, or rather the non-heteronormative, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's that it's good for some things, and that was one of the things. Yeah, there, there are some. You know, there, there is a reason it was a big show. There are some bits which. <laughs> yeah. I like when Ross steals all the stuff from the hotel. I really. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> like the light bulbs and everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so Wikipedia has told me that arousal is the physiological and psychological state of being awoken or of sense organs stimulated to a point of perception. This is arousal in general, not necessarily sexual arousal, but I quite like that description. Oh, yeah. Being stimulated to the point of perception. Mm. So I almost feel like with sexual arousal, it's like that's something that is not... My, my sexual senses are not perceiving anything until they're aroused. Well, it's interesting because if you actually think about it, I'm not, encur- I'm not inviting you to take a moment to think, like, centre your thoughts in your genital region. Mm, mm-hmm. But if you do do that, mm-hmm. you... you you can feel it more. It's like when you think you, yeah. you don't you don't consciously sense your whole mm-hmm. body all of the time every second. Mm-hmm. You um, there's that whole mindfulness exercise where you mm-hmm. do like a body sweep. But like um, for me, I I I'm usually feeling only a few spaces at once. So at the moment, I'm thinking about the fact that my hand is gripping a microphone. I'm, I'm thinking about the cross-legged like pressure on mm-hmm. my feet on the chair mm-hmm. um, that I'm sitting on. Um, and then I'm thinking about how my jumper is rubbing against certain parts of my back and arm. Like that's yeah, what I'm yeah, feeling yeah, right now. Good, the rest yeah. of my body, I have basically zero perception of right yeah. now. It could, like I don't know, yeah. and it's only because like something's going to touch it, or uh-huh. like, in, and I'm not expecting the touch, or it's like different mm-hmm. as a sensation. Then I'll t- switch onto it. So it's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. And they're saying like arousal is also things that are used in like the um, like uh, response, like fight, flight, freeze responses mm, as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like an, something is being aroused within mm. you, like. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, and in the yeah, because what you're saying is it just made me think. So sometimes if I'm get if I'm really irritated by something, mm-hmm. I feel it in my vulva. Really <laughs> irritated? Yeah, like it's like I start to get mildly turned on in like because I, but I'm, I don't know if it's like because I'm really annoyed it sort of like centers in my like groin I don't, did you so there was a, there was a have i got news for you this week and yeah. um, where they said that apparently there's some research done yeah there's a chemical that comes out of a baby's brain i think it's hexadecanal okay. which is an um uh, aldehyde okay uh 16 carbon string yeah just for the chemists out yeah, there sure, yeah, yeah, nice um, <laughs> and apparently it comes out the top of baby's head and yeah. so when um women smell uh-huh. um or f- i suppose females smell uh, at the top of baby's head mm-hmm. um they it, it arouses them but not sexually apparently it makes them want to fight really yeah I just That's thought it's so int- it interesting like, that concept of there being like chemicals and smells and sensations and feelings That's so that are weird. linked to and a baby's head is like something like a cute you know you kind of yeah 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 and that, protective yeah. thing Cause it, yeah because they, they want you to have a physical like if someone was going to hurt it they yeah. want you to be able to but there's a specific fight. chemical that a baby emits to get like the woman into like a warrior space i thought that was really interesting anyway. that's so fascinating well i definitely noticed this happening to me when i'm when i when someone's chewing loudly 
That's oh god, I have that as well. Misophonia. Oh it, it, my god. I hate it, but I think because I hate it, it's so it's such a visceral reaction. Yeah. My body doesn't really know how to process it, so I just get like slightly furious, slightly yeah. aroused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just like really. But yeah, but it's not definitely not like I want to have sex. It's just like uh, yeah, yeah, oh, like attention. So, yeah, exactly. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's quite weird. Anyway, so um, according to uh, Masters and Johnson, um, yeah. in their book about sex, yes, um, they uh, human sexual response, mm-hmm. which they wrote in nineteen sixty six, arousal is um the phase of like initial the initial excitement phase in the the sort of four stages of the sexual process oh right yes um and so the one that has like plateau and orgasm as the last two yes exactly which i haven't looked at because we're not we've already we've already discussed it it's fine look at o for orgasm yeah orgasm um apparently it occurs as a result of physical or mental erotic stimuli such as kissing making out fantasizing or viewing erotic images the, during this phase, the body prepares for sexual intercourse, initially leading to the plateau phase. Go back to season one, episode over orgasm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. And, you know, loads of different ways of coming to this. There's no, like, one way of that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so in an article called The Science of Sexual Arousal in the American Psychological Association, they made the point that more research has been done on male sexual arousal than female sexual arousal. But actually, it's not surprising at all. Yeah, no, what? <laughs> but actually, not a huge amount has been done on either. Okay. So the kind of needs to be done on, more needs to be done on both, really. Yeah. Um, but according to Cindy Meston, a psychologist uh, with a PhD from the University of Texas, she said, what we find in research in males is there's a very high correlation between their erectile response and how aroused they say they are. But in females, we get low, if any, correlations. Yeah, that's really interesting because I'm about to say something about that later when we talk about personal words. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, okay, but exciting. Yeah, yeah that's really interesting. But I, I, you know, obviously they're saying in like, so I assume that's like in genital correlation, like the yeah. what are yeah. the genitals doing? How, like how hard is the penis and like right. how aroused would a man say that they were? Yeah, and they were saying people like not necessarily sure why that is, but Meston and others suspect that the difference probably has something to do with the fact that male genital arousal is simply easier to notice mm. than female genital arousal. Um, and it said males also seem to be more attentive than females to all kinds of physiological signa- signals, not just sexual ones. This is according to Janssen, who's a psychologist at the Kinsey Institute. Well, that backs up what you've just said around like it's not just a sexual sort of arousal that um, that sends yeah. signals to your genitals. It's like other other emotions, yeah. other reactions. I actually remember a conversation we had with our friend's partner about um, when there were like no- like lots of noises going on upstairs or around the house. He was feeling like ready to like fight and defend his home (laughs) whereas his his partner who was female was just like not bothered (laughs) i just think which i don't just made me think of that i was like that's a good point (laughs) um well okay is that is that your Um, end of your research yeah just just saying the the just to be precise about medical news today was just saying how sexual arousal is definitely includes both psychological arousal and physical arousal it's not they're, they're separate and together, but there's not. It's not just physical arousal, which is, which is the thing. Which has so many links back. So an episode on intimacy, for example, I would say. And indeed, indeed, yeah. yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, so that that is most of my research. There just was there was also quite a lot of stuff about um, how people, some people struggle with experiencing arousal yeah. at all, and some of the things that might be to do with that: are cardiovascular conditions, mental health concerns, relationship issues, and it's a sexual beliefs. I assume that comes up with the religious beliefs mm, and stuff um so yeah just to be like if you're experiencing any of those like don't beat yourself up maybe yeah. try and get get some support if you can but yeah it is no biggie absolutely mm-hmm. um 
Sorry, I was going to make a pun on Tisna Biggie, but it didn't feel appropriate. <laughs> um, I've done it now. Um, right. That's one of the things you shouldn't say. You know? Yes, exactly. Tisna Biggie. Tisna Biggie. Oh, excuse me. Um, excuse you. Right. Uh, so, words. Yeah, so I suppose what is the first word that you thought of? Uh, well, my first word was secret. Yes, um, because only I know how aroused I am. Although you've just said, this is the thing, you've just said that actually the penis is quite a good <laughs> indicator of how <laughs> male arousal. So um, anyway, I also just want to say like there's, so the word secret, there's a few angles to this. That's one of them. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> and I just thought also I can be, you can, one can, one can be, not just me, but one can be aroused by lots of things at awkward times, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of just, just thinking about the fact that it can be quite thrilling to like be walking down the road feeling a little bit aroused um, and no one else knows about it and whatever the cause of that might be it might be like you're on the way to have sex or it might be that you're literally just your your jeans are rubbing in just the right way you know and you're just like "Mm." Um, and I'm enjoying myself but no one else knows Um, it's quite fun yeah Um, but also um, the other one is um, that it's um, the the, the thing about the erect penis bit Mm -hmm. was um, for me, it's quite a low bar. I think I've said this before. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, for some men, or rather I should say for some penis owners, mm-hmm. um, your your penis can become um, erect at quite a low level of arousal. Right. Um, but um, orgasm takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, for others, it's uh, closer between the arousal erection point and ejaculation. So just interesting. Um, uh-huh. And it's, I've just also noticing that it's, it's also a secret, even from myself, mm-hmm. how close I am to orgasm. So I don't necessarily know how aroused I am all the time. That's interesting. And sometimes if I focus on it, it's a bit like Schrodinger's cat. Like I, if I look at it, <laughs> yeah. then I'm not aroused anymore. Oh or like God. there's a, there's a, you know. It's like trying yeah. to stay in a dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is exactly like trying to stay in a dream. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's, what's your word? Um, okay, um, my word is gentle. Oh. Um, because I was just sort of thinking like the actual, like once I am fully aroused, mm. I like to get a bit like, you know, a bit rough and bit, you know, yeah. whatever. But actually the actual buildup of arousal, I feel like has to be so, um, well, so gentle. It's so like, oh, you're feeling aroused and I'm going to like touch you in all the right places. And mm. like, you know, really kind of like, let that feeling grow but not almost like not look at it not be like oh i'm feeling aroused oh my god let's do it straight away yeah, like, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. it's just like may, almost like almost ignoring it to, at first and just like letting it like just build, build slowly build mm. and then it's like okay i'm properly aroused now let's go for it but right, like just right. that actual it just is quite a delicate i find it quite a delicate mm. increase the ramp inc- up yeah, yeah exactly like it's because i think it's different to feeling horny when I'm horny, I'm just like, well, I'm just constantly aroused. Yeah. And I just need to have sex. Yeah. Whereas like arousal is, I just think of it as this thing, which is sort of like, it kind of like pokes its head. It's like, oh, hello, yeah, can yeah. I come on? Can I come <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. getting a little bigger. Is this oh, appropriate? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not appropriate. I'll go it's away. Like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> just like, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> just doing this kind of like, um, maybe like meerkat, uh, <laughs> oh, gets oh, up out of the hole kind of thing. That's, that's arousal. Arousal is a meerkat. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag arousal is a meerkat. That's a hashtag. I know that um, yeah, so yeah, that was that was my word, cool. pretty much. Um, would you like to carry straight into your story then? What's your story for arousal? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, my story for arousal is kind of, I, I guess I want to talk about the first time I started to be aware of what my own personal arousals mm. were. So, um, I before I'd had quite a lot of sex before that, like lots of penetrative sex. Lots of, and before that I was like, I was wet and I was aroused by the concept of... Um, I'm like, oh my God, I'm having sex. That's so exciting. 
whereas you know once I'd done enough of that I was like oh you know just like you know penetrative penis and vagina sex is kind of boring like what yeah. else is going on mm-hmm. and I went on this date with a guy and he was like one of the first people that I'd been attracted to and felt kind of excited by just from like meeting him because I'd been at uh, like a random party on a there was like a barbecue and, and no one could light it because it had been raining and we'd like used up all the matches right. and like we could someone had, had a lighter but that wasn't working and then this guy arrived and he had the, just on his face he just had this sort of like energy I don't know and then we like we can't we can't like the barbecue and he was like well let me do it I know a lot about fire (laughs) and I was just like (gasps) whoa and I was just immediately attracted to him I I hadn't experienced I was so exciting anyway we we like exchanged numbers and then we met up for a a date um I don't think we did anything the first date but then the second date when we we got um Boris bikes and went around Hyde Park and then we sat down in the grass and then it was like we um I think because we couldn't go and like we couldn't we weren't we were in a public place so we couldn't like just have penetrative sex so we had to just do other things and that's just so exciting <laughs> so exciting so it just was like loads of time to experiment um and so I, I learned from that I learned with him that I really like um le- attention on my left ear mm. um and that and, and and I like I was like I remember like sucking his fingers and I realized that I like doing that that was something I never even thought about doing before and um bite it like when he was like kissing he like bite my bottom lip a little bit that was so nice um yeah and I just oh and then just like you know sort of like just being like fingered in public or doing like Mm. like you know touching in public Mm. and and I I remember I would like pull at the collar of his um the like the neck of his t-shirt to try and pull him towards me to kiss me and and he was like oh I really like when you do that and I don't think I hadn't really had anyone ever like tell me that they liked when I did a thing either so it was just this it was just this most like amazing like enlightening exploratory like time and and I just was through that like oh wow I I do have these zones that and and these these specific things that like really turn me on and I was just really cool like I learned a lot about myself with him and and I I, yeah I was very very grateful for that (laughs) that's just like I know and it was very amazing when we actually had pension sex it like wasn't that great but the actual like all the kind of dates I have like these amazing memories of just being like Oh, so arousing. <laughs> I mean, there's, gosh, I mean, like, there's the, the whole concept of um, the foreplay being better than the sex, actually, is, mm. is an interesting one anyway. Um, maybe we should talk about that in, like, F for foreplay, if we've mm. got one of those. Do we have an F for foreplay? We need to make sure there is one. We do in some season. In some season. Maybe. Look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, um, oh, gosh, I, a lot, so many things that you said, I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> Um, so like the whole feeling of like being put, pu- I like the idea of like someone pulling like on the collar to like yeah, bring yeah, me yeah. towards them is so yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, and also um, I'm a big fan of behind the ear as well. Yeah. Um, and um, and I, 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 yeah, lo- lots of the whole like discovery of like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that I liked that kind of yeah. stuff yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Particularly because like some of those things you couldn't know that you liked it because you didn't, you'd need like a stranger's fingers you're a stranger, but you need somebody else's fingers. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm looking. I'm, I need to try something. <laughs> yes. I just need to know how I feel. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think with so many people, yeah, first of all, yes, I wouldn't know that because I can't just do it by myself. Yeah. And um, and secondly, like most of the people I'd had sex with before, had any sexual, sexual interaction with, had just been a bit of like, uh, ooh, um, boobs, vagina, mm. penis penis and vagina the end okay that was done you mm. know there had no there'd been no time for exploration like that yeah, yeah. 
Also, um, when you're exploring, like there's only so far you can go with self-exploration. Mm-hmm. So the idea that like someone else is doing something to you yeah. feels wildly different mm-hmm. to you doing it yourself. Oh, it does, yeah. 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 And I think now I know like a lot of the things that I specifically like when other people do them to me. Mm. Now if I'm now if I am masturbating, I might do those things to myself and I can imagine someone else yes. is doing them to me. And it, it's still not quite the same. Yeah, yeah. But without ever having had someone else do them to me or be able to do things those things to someone else. I, I just didn't have yeah. a concept of it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, amazing. So yeah, I mean, that was it. Just a, yeah, little how I found myself. How you, <laughs> anyway. you found yourself. And also, oh yeah, the other part of it was the public um, element. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's obviously, that's obviously like a kink in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. But like, I certainly have felt that before. Actually, yeah. the story that I'm going to tell goes into that route a little bit as well. So cool. um, okay, well, we can talk, we can have a shared moment about public exactly. uh, stuff in a minute as well. Exactly. You know what's well? It's like, I'm, it's not even like, I don't, I actually don't know if I find the actual being in public bit erotic in and of itself, but actually the fact of being in public means we have to be more imaginative. Mm. So I suppose it's like what this, what being in public means we have to do as opposed mm. to being like- The risk. As opposed to the risk. I don't know. Mm. Think about that. But yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But I, the, either way, being in public made it happen. So yeah. yeah. There are lots of things about being, being public. So you, there's the risk. Yes. There's also the, so obviously sometimes it's not a risk because some people like just being like vulnerable, for vulnerable, uh, in a space full of other people and um, like, like a, a gangbang situation yeah. or like or other... if you were at like a, a sex party or a or sex party you know, exactly it's not there's... that's public in like yeah. inverted commas it's um not like a risky public yes. it's yeah. not an outdoor public yeah. but there is and then there's just being outdoors like yeah. there, you might be fairly safe sort of sure that no one is around or you mm-hmm. can uh you can act in a way that you could, there's a low risk of being discovered but really that's not the thrill the thrill is mm-hmm. the fact that you are in nature and outdoors yeah, and it's kind yeah, of wild well, yeah. which is kind of another kind of public in like inverted commas but it's not yeah yeah public in the same way yeah exactly yeah exactly just exploring those as like thoughts other, other little other, branches other, of public exactly <laughs> branches of public yes thank that's you it. Um, public tree. Public tree, yes. Um, well, speaking of, um, so I think I might have, have I told this before? I don't know. Um, there was, um, when I was at university in York, um, I uh, was starting to find some people online and I met one guy and he basically uh, was like, you can, um, I'll meet you, I'll pick you up after work and um, we'll go for a drive. And um, basically we'll go to a place that I know outdoors and uh, we'll have a bit of a play. Yeah. And he was... Um, a dom so um he the, the presumption was that um yeah. obviously he was going to kind of like be the sort of master type person mm-hmm. and i would follow his instructions mm-hmm. basically and um, so i got into the car and i was it was like summer and i was wearing like shorts and um i think he told me not to wear underwear so i didn't wear any underwear uh-huh. and a t-shirt it was quite hot it was like 25 degrees mm-hmm. and um i got in the car and he drove off through the city and we got to a traffic light and we were in the outskirts of the city, but still in the city. Mm-hmm. So there were people walking past the car. Um, and he said, right, I want you to undo the zip on the front of your shorts. And I was like, okay. Um, and like, also he was, he didn't say anything when I got into the car, like it was yeah, quite yeah. quiet. Yeah. Um, and so that was already like turning me on quite a lot as well. Oh, okay, yeah. um, but then, and then he like, he then reached over and undid the button on the top of my shorts. Okay. Um, and then like, um, he said, now pull your shorts down. Okay. So I did. Yeah. Um, and we were like, now by now you're like driving yeah, so you were um, driving this like, time. Oh, he was I driving. wasn't driving, he was he driving. Was driving. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. 
Um, and now we were like driving um, a bit further out of the city, so it was a bit safer. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, again, there were still people like who could have, if they, they wouldn't have seen it like just by walking past, but sure, if they'd like yeah. chosen to like look properly in the window, yeah. which no one does, no, but, um, you know, but they could have done, yeah. um, will have seen things. Um, things they can't unsee. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, then he was like, basically, he just described to me like, he was like, he just asked me like, why are you, why are you hard? And I was like, because I'm aroused. Um, and he was like, why are you aroused? And I was like, because I'm excited of what you might do. And it was all just very like, hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, that's the thing, like, I, I don't, I didn't necessarily want to be like answering the questions, mm-hmm. but like the feeling of almost embarrassment was arousing in and of itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. um, yeah, he took me like, he, he took me to like a, a quiet place, which I never would have been able to go without a car to be right. honest, but, yeah, yeah. um, cause I didn't never had one in york but mm-hmm. anyway he sort of took me outside of the city and we went to this like um bit with like um long grass and stuff mm-hmm. and trees um and he walked me up a path um and he took like some things out of his car um he made me lift my t-shirt up and he mm-hmm. put like nipple clamps on my nipples with a chain um and then like pulled me up the hill with the nipple clamps oh, and then God. we got like a certain way um and then um he like he i had my shorts with me so yeah, he like yeah. made me like wear the shorts for the bit where they, we weren't in the long grass or anything um but then um like a couple were walking their dogs so like we had we were just pretending we were on a walk for a short amount of time but i was like ridiculously aroused i had a massive erection (laughs) i had nipple clamps on my nipples um anyway it was ridiculous and then um yeah yeah, and then he'd like played games with me like he um he made me like hold the chain between the nipple clamps between my teeth um and then inevitably like it, I think one of the, the clamps came off my nipples and he was like, if you drop the nipple clamps, yeah. um, I'm going to um, slap your balls 10 times really hard. Um, so he made me like bend over and like yeah. he did that. Oh and like, God. it was, it was like really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, we went into the long grass and he um, fucked me from behind and yeah. um, like he made me like bend over and touch my toes and like different like that. And it was very like, yeah, it was really, really exciting. The whole thing yeah, was really arousing. Yeah. But what was arousing about it, apart from the being in public and being outdoors mm-hmm. bits, um, and the, the bit of like in, being in a car in the middle of the city and being like, oh my God. And like the yeah, fact I obviously hadn't met him before. Yeah. So it was yeah. a bit of a dangerous thing to do, but like, sure. you know, there, I mean. There is, like a, there is an arousing element yeah, to that as well. Like, definitely. You know, and, you know, luckily it wasn't dangerous yeah, because, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but also just like the whole being asked and like being, the way that he spoke to me was very like, yeah. So the whole arousal of like um, actually someone else pointing out your arousal is can yes. be quite sort of a turn on too. Yes, I like that as well. Yeah. Like I love when someone's like, "You're so wet." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you so wet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's so. That's amazing. Do you know you you I you had told the thing about the about the the nipple clamps and the yes. slapping the balls before, yeah. and I, but I obviously didn't know the context. It's yes. so nice like knowing the context of that now yeah, it's like yeah. even more arousing <laughs> i also think there's something about being in in a place and again like this is why like outdoors and mm. and being in public places and stuff can be can be arousing it's just being in a place where you wouldn't normally be and i think sex is so associated with like location location mm. like so often with a bedroom or yeah, yeah. somewhere inside a house to actually take it into a completely different space is really exciting definitely that's arousing. i think that was like that sounds so arousing yeah, to yeah, like yeah, the yeah. kind of I'd... thing like led up a hill with like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my nipple clamps i know wow yeah I know. yeah, yeah. um my my partner and I actually once one of our early dates was we pretended we were both um film noir spies and then we both <laughs> and then we both met up in greenwich with um 
and we had to, we had like a little um code phrase we had to say when we saw each other and then and then we like spent just like an afternoon walking around pretending we were film noir spies with like this kind of like erotic history but also we were on opposite sides oh. and then and then we just like and then it was like really sexy and really arousing we didn't even do that much i think we made out a lot but like that was about it and then eventually we're like okay we're gonna need to like drop this at some point because <laughs> like how long can we keep this going yeah, for yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't even like we'd yeah we didn't actually do that much sexually but it was just the thing of being characters and mm. being in this other place and like that was fun <laughs> yeah, so sexy the whole yeah, like, like the whole being a character thing as well and like being somebody else is really mm. exciting it's not something i've done a lot of actually um yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll talk in another episode about something that just just came to mind, um, but about like other people trying to get you to sort of do role play and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing is an interesting interesting one. I'm sure we've got space for role play coming down the line too. Oh, definitely. So. I'm sure we have an episode on role play planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I think I suppose there's something about the thing of being taken out of like a situation mm. you would normally be in and being with a stranger as well mm. or someone who's not in your social circle. Mm even though you're not like necessarily consciously playing a character yeah, but it's fantasy still, isn't it yeah it's still fantasy so you're still kind of being not your normal mm. everyday self which is exciting in itself exactly. as well yeah. yeah exciting arousing it's interesting how exciting and arousing often yeah. are quite interchangeable as words yeah yeah definitely. in the uh, masters and johnson thing the excitement phase and the arousal phase like same names different uh, names the same thing okay yeah yeah i suppose we do use the word um arousing to mean exciting sometimes too but yeah less it's more it's like a kind of high what's the word like a high fluting word like if you don't if you don't say it like with a posh accent then it can mean you know that the connotations could yeah, be something yeah, exactly. else well it's like arousing is so <laughs> just going back to arousing as a word mm. it's so associated with sex mm. even though to be technical sexual arousal is separate to just arousal yeah, being aroused absolutely. but if you said oh my god that's so arousing <laughs> people would be like Mm, what? <laughs> what? <No>. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I feel so aroused by that. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I should leave. Um, yeah. The bathroom is over there. Um, yeah. Um, anyway. Well, I guess we should watch the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the next uh, part of our um, podcast in series yeah. two uh, takes you on a, an exciting cinematic journey through yeah. the alphabet, mm-hmm. uh, through the sexual alphabet, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, and today, uh, well, why don't we let our um, ourselves explain it in Film Corner? Film. 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 Corner. Right. Well, I can't wait to discuss that film. I know. <laughs> Where do we start? I, I, oh my God. It um, was bad. It was, okay, it was 90s. Let's be clear, it was 90s. Yeah, but I have to say there's like, you know, there's like um, kind of like enjoyable 90s and this was just like, I don't know, maybe if I'd watched it in the 90s or early noughties, maybe I would have enjoyed it, but maybe. it was really bad. Okay, let me start okay. with some good things. So first okay, okay. of all, I loved the soundtrack. Yeah, so very nostalgic. I was born in 1986. Mm-hmm. Everything in that film was like 1999. So I was about 13, 14. My musical coming of age. Yeah. The first things that I noticed yeah. were like, so Sebastian is the first person that we meet, the character. Mm-hmm. And he basically is uh, seeing a therapist for sex addiction or some yeah. sort of thing. That we... Oh yeah, the opening scene was actually all right. It was all that right. Was, yeah. yeah, it was relatively fun. Yeah. And we learn that he's a sort of photographer who... Uh, basically tells the therapist that she's got killer legs and he'd love to photograph them. That's like the, one of the first things that happens. Yeah. You kind of get where things are at the beginning. It's a bit odd because the therapist then starts talking about her daughter. the details of her daughter's matriculation <laughs> to yeah. him. And you're kind of a bit like, well, you're his 
therapist for sex addiction so why are you telling a sex addict where your daughter is why in fact why are you telling a client or just where generally your why is general? a stranger like, yeah, relatively like you know, know. very odd um uh, and then he's like um he's like oh i'm cured now but i could use a hug yeah and then instead of being like a professional person and being like okay no um she's like she like gives him a hug reluctantly and i mean I, it was quite it was a good it was quite a good representation of like coercion and manipulation and stuff and then he just carries on hugging her for ages and just like oh but i mean that is quite in character but but then actually there are some nice moments of sebastian and Catherine teasing each other and there's a nice like sexual i actually have so i have a whole list oh, of arousing list. Yes. moments so maybe we come to that we'll come to at the end I'll, yeah yeah I'll, we don't need to go through the, the whole film first. but like so, yeah, no. <laughs> although like don't watch the film so we yeah, can well don't. Um, and then the next thing i have is the whole nonsense about um well, calling people a fag, faggot. Oh, constant. It happens so many times. Oh, your journal. Could you be more queer? Because you keep a journal. Wait, what? did they say that yeah, as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, God, there were so many bits I zoned out because it was such a boring film. Sorry, that was I know. Like... Well, this is Sarah Michelle Gellar again. Catherine, Catherine says, because um, um, he keeps a journal. That's the whole thing that gets published yeah, in yeah, the yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, yeah, you're, I want to read your journal, but could you be more queer kind of thing? Like, oh. Although th- there's a word that I actually prefer to, like... Like, it's a better. Me, it's, if you're gonna call me something, I can own that a bit better. Yeah, yeah, that's non, true. It's, it's a better way, but still like massively like. Oh, writing a journal is queer. Okay, and let me use it as an insult against you. Like it's a bit odd. Yeah. Um. Also, there was a bit where um, the Sebastian character meets uh, Reese Witherspoon's character for the first time, and she's like, and he's like, oh, I read your. She'd written like I read your your article in the magazine about how you don't want to have sex before you're in love with someone. Yeah. And um. And then he's like, and, and then he's like, oh, are you a lesbian? I'm getting like real oh, lesbian yeah, vibes lesbian. off you. And then instead of being like, fuck you, she's just, she just kind of like laughs. And I'm yeah. like. I, I got the feeling that it was a, like an, ugh, I'm not even, you're not even okay. worth my time. You're laugh. giving, you're giving th- a lot I, of I think credit. I am giving credit. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Uh, so yeah. that was really, that was more homophobia in it. So yeah. I've got that written down as well. Mm-hmm. Before that happens, before he even meets her. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this whole thing, which I remember from the trailer, I think I made a comment in our preamble mm-hmm. about um, like, what is it that's going to get him to like bet his car for like her Oh yeah, so, so basically just prior to that, the, the whole thing is um, the Catherine character, his stepsister is like, yeah. um, I bet you that you can't sleep with this goody-goody woman who won't he's like, um, have sex before yeah. she's in love. Yeah. And he's like, what's the bet? And she's like, uh, if I win, you give me your fancy car. And if you win, you can have sex with me. Yeah. And he's like, what makes you think I'm going to give up my, like, vintage, like, whatever, blah, 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 1956 Roadster, something, something, mm-hmm. something, whatever the bloody hell the car is called. And she says, you can put it anywhere. Yeah, and he's, like, walking out. And then out, he turns yeah. around at that. And he's like, the bet's on. I literally wrote here, anal is all it took. Yeah. Eyes roll emoji. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Genuinely. The what, and, and also, by the way, about 10 minutes after that, I saw him doing some very flamboyant hand gesturing in the film, and I was like, "So he likes anal, and he wants he like he's got his big sort of camp hand gestures." Yeah. Is the actor gay? And yeah. no, the actor's really not gay. He married Reese Witherspoon, and he had like a million uh, a million children with like her and like two or three other women. And they and they had literally. her him so and Reese Witherspoon had no chemistry. Anyway, right? Sorry. Anyway. Um. Then sorry, okay, and then also then the next thing almost immediately afterwards, I've got WTF here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
And there's a moment, so, so there's a key point, like a key plot point where there's this horrible like moment with like, they talk about, they talk about like being gay and this guy um, having sex and he sort of, uh, during, during, while Sebastian is trying to get him to like do things for him. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, he like, we had sex and then he was like panicking or something like that. And I was just literally like, whoa, this is like a massive thing and people have been killed for this and you're dealing with it so. Yeah. Like casually, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was another thing. Yeah, you, you were gonna say a thing. Oh, um, yes, I was gonna say that Reese was far too easily won over. Very easily won over, and this is the moment where she was like, "How can a man be so so charming, be so manipulative?" He wasn't charming. No. First of all, he wasn't charming. He was never charming. All he said was, "Oh, I think you're a lesbian, and um, I've given you a rucksack." <laughs> <laughs> that is literally what happens that is genuinely what happens and also isn't charm manipulation like if you're being charming isn't, isn't the point like you're, ch- you're literally a snake, like a snake charmer you're you're trying to get something it's a really good point yeah it is actually i think that's actually... i would never use the word charming but there's a there is I suppose there is a degree of manipulation because if you're being charming you're being like a you're there's mm. there's it's kind of like a calculated likableness. But charming is like yeah I don't know. Yeah, if you're anyway. charming a snake you're manipulating it's a, yeah, a snake. Yeah, it's aren't you? sound. It feels similar snaky. similar sort of roots. Yes. He's just basically a psychopath or tries Ooh. to be a psychopath anyway, and I don't think he actually is one. That's the whole joke I think, or not, that's the whole kind of like plot thing. Yeah. Is that he actually ends up actually ends up not falling with, up in love with her? Necessarily, well, if you're a psychopath. No, no. no well, no, 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 no. But th- that's how they're portrayed that's in how the nineties. In the nineties, yeah, yeah. nineties. And yeah. the I- the whole idea is that you know I'm wearing black, I'm wearing sunglasses indoors, I'm so evil. Yeah. Um, and also I'm I'm basically just acting really wooden as a way to. Yeah. And Using- you know big words yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, I oh it's really illustrative the true order this thing and it's just sort of okay i uh, yeah anyway but yeah. but good pouty face oh yeah i mean he was i know he was also very beautiful but this was the other mm. thing we were saying like they they don't have they didn't have the maturity as actors to play these parts also the writer didn't have the maturity as a writer to write this script yeah. but the but it's the fact that like actually in the in the original story the the main characters are, are much older they're like yeah. in their 40s or 50s or something yeah. because that's the point like they've had years they're bored of life they're they're yeah. just, this is just all like this erotic game and mm. you know and it's like i didn't get that at all they're students and and that makes worlds more sense yeah than oh i'm 24 and i just want to fuck with the people in my generation <laughs> generation also so in the um so when he goes to break up with her he it's it's sort of over really quickly and she like screams and yells and i'm like i don't believe that this escalation no, happened like this yeah. yeah but in the in les liaisons dangereuses he um the the um evil woman glenn close says um you just need to keep telling her it's beyond your control and like uh guaranteed that will work mm. and then when he goes to her house and it's first of all like i'm so happy to see you blah 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 and bearing in mind that like in in the in the original story like she's like sort of a committed christian and this is like 
a huge deal that she had sex with him right. outside of marriage. And already it was a big deal to have sex outside of marriage yeah, in those yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then he just keeps saying he has to break up with her because it's beyond my control. And he just repeatedly keeps saying it's beyond my control. And every time she asks him, she's like, explain to me, explain to me. And he's like, it's beyond my control. And he never looks at her and he just keeps saying it. And, and it's just this rise and rise and rise wow. of like frustration from yeah. like, first of all, I love you to like, I want to understand. Yeah, to like, yeah, tell yeah. me what's going on. To like, fuck off. Ah! Mm. But it's just like, I get that. Like yeah, that's, that, that's like, very believable. Right. And I was like, they didn't, I was like, I was expecting them to do like a, um, a version of that. Even if it wasn't those exact words. Yeah. I mean, like it's Cause he even said, it's not you, it's me. I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. if he just, I was like, is he just going to repeat that? that? Like, I know. but he didn't. And it was bad. No, that's a real shame. And actually I'm, I'm desperate. We should watch the film we, we or watch that bit of the film so that we can at yeah, least yeah, like, yeah. cause that sounds really tense and yeah. interesting and exciting. Exactly. And what we saw was a limp kind of, um what's the kind of what's the phrase a wet um what's the phrase stamp squib squib a wet squib you heard it here a first wet blanket <laughs> a damp squib um i'm gonna i'm gonna gloss over exactly i'm gonna gloss over some of my notes that just say that's ableist that's homophobic oh, that's yeah. racist that's misogynist because yeah, basically all of it mm-hmm. um Oh yeah, and more like I'm wearing sunglasses indoors because I'm so fucking evil. <laughs> but her sunglasses were cool. Actually. Her sunglasses were very cool. Actually. Yeah, they were. Um, I thought that Sarah Michelle Gellar's "You're Just a Toy" speech delivery mm. to Valmont was very good. She was like, "I made you break up with the only person you've ever loved. You're just a toy, and I don't sleep with losers." Yeah, that was um, that was good. That was good. Yeah, was good. There was a great scene where she called up the music teacher lying on um a very nice bed. Mm. <laughs> That bed was gorgeous, yeah. and I want it now. Um, can I can I mention the sex scene as well? Yeah, so talk about arousal. Now. Yeah, okay. let's talk about arousal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like since I was about. So the first arousing scene, I think, was. Um, yes, let's do like uh, not in any particular order, but the like the da 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 top of the hard gentles. <laughs> That was supposed to rhyme, and then I stopped because I couldn't oh, find gentles, anything. Yeah. Um, okay. Top so, of the humps. Top. There we go. So, okay, so I think you got this as well, but Catherine telling Sebastian to, to seduce Selma Blair yeah. was quite a erotic scene. She kind of put her leg up through. Oh his yes, there was a there was a. Legs. I'm sure someone's done this to me in the past because mm. I felt it. So that kind of like contact feeling of like contact memory almost was there, mm. where she she basically was wearing these like nude shoes with a little kitten heel or something like yeah, that yeah, and yeah, she yeah. put them up through her I'm obviously gay I did that um, <laughs> I knew which shoe she was wearing um, she put them up through she like dragged them up along his uh, leg up to his crotch yeah. and kind of like gave him a little like kick like yeah. not a kick but like a kind of like flex of the uh-huh. foot and it was very erotic let it, me tell you it was <laughs> let me tell you that was erotic scene I was yes. like well done okay yeah, um, until the moment she was like down boy <laughs> To his dick. Yeah, that was awkward. Um, yeah, as soon as the talking happened. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so the, then there was the cello scene where the music teacher was. Oh, himself. the music teacher. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was a very good actor, actually. I think. Very good. Yeah. By comparison to everybody else, was absolutely shit. <laughs> Anyway. And he was with Selma Blair and, and he was like sitting behind her while she was playing the cello to be like, let me show you how to do that. And he starts off like putting his hand over hers to like play the bow. It's the, bow. it's the whole, um, you know, like the the golf thing where people like, let me show you how to play golf. And the, like, yes, the golf teacher stands behind. That's very much that trope. Yeah. That, yeah. But then it was like, because she was obviously really enjoying it. She just sort of like drops she her hands. Melts, <laughs> she just literally like melts. And I was like, that is like, yeah, I can really tell. It's excellent. That. It's yeah. really excellent. Yeah. So that fun. was great. Um, there was the obviously the iconic kiss between Selma Blair and Sarah Michelle Gellar, which was very sexy. 
It was sexy. It was sexy. It was, but I wish it had gone on for longer. I wish it had gone on for longer. I wish that... <laughs> what you could tell was mm. that it had been staged so that the camera could pick up all of the tongue movement. Yeah. And that took away a little bit of the erotic that's interesting that's interesting i think i like that because i was like it's feels like really like something i don't normally see in films mm. is like actually being like here are their tongues and their saliva <laughs> and i was kind of like yeah. oh yeah that's the that's the, the nitty-gritty of a kiss mm. <laughs> i was like but yeah <laughs> i think had it also not been preceded by so much like slapstick almost right. comedy yeah, i would have no, enjoyed exactly. it more too i think if it actually been like oh this is like genuine connection yeah and it we're not homophobic framing, I feel. yeah yeah um yeah, agreed. Uh, Valmont massaging Catherine scene. Oh, yeah, when there was a bit where he was like, where she was teasing oh, I know. him. And that, yeah, yeah. And he was like massaging her and she was like licking She's his kind face. of getting, yeah, and licking his, and kissing his fingers. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah, that was, and I was, I have to say that like back, they obviously didn't have intimacy coordinators or anything back no. then. I imagine all of those scenes were really awkward to film. And I think they did a pretty amazing job considering. Yeah, undoubtedly that. there was some sort of male director shouting at them going, yeah, why don't you just suck on his, yeah. Suck on it, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that there. <laughs> just suck on it. Yeah, um, there was a point that you... Hashtag just suck on it. <laughs> Don't. Let's not put that as a hashtag. Um, uh, yeah. I will put it as a hashtag. Sorry. <laughs> there, was a... <laughs> there, was, um, there was another bit that you pointed out when Reese Witherspoon and, and Sebastian were in the car where she takes right. his... Right. Mm-hmm. Where she grabs the... He's got the gear stick and she yeah. puts her hand on it as well, on his hand. Mm-hmm. And... It's really erotic. It's really sexy. Yeah, and all you see are like the hands. They're and... just touching the hands. It's yeah. so lovely. Yeah. And it it made me feel quite turned on. Yeah, that's it was cool. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah understated. Like, understated, really, uh... yeah. Uh, again, when she locked the door on him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. She, so he's like standing at the door and he's like professing, you know, this is your last chance kind of thing with me because mm. I'm going to go off and you won't have me again. And I'm in love with you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait a minute. And he turns around and he's got his back to the door mm. and she goes over and she reaches behind him past his just at crotch level you know yeah, yeah. to the uh keyhole in under the handle and turns it and it, it clicks it's so satisfying yeah. and so it's that's beautiful that is beautifully done yeah, yeah and amazing. and i think it's always like the, the two bits like with with the hand on the gear stick and with that it was kind of her character taking control mm. sexually taking control. yes exactly and there was something about that that was quite yeah. cool and empowering to see I agree. yeah um and also their sex scene reese witherspoon and, and sebastian such good sex was scene was pretty good sex scene considering they had no chemistry no chemistry <laughs> it's a really good sex in scene. the on screen yeah oh, clearly there's chemistry in real life um yeah. but such hot body contact such yeah. hot eye contact the way that they are positioned mm-hmm. and the way that you can see that they are like th- there's just a something there's just a vibe and it was very well done yeah yeah maybe the director should have just made a porn film i know like, serious the plot. Yeah. and then finally i just <laughs> wanted to say <laughs> the point where i actually thought the film really <laughs> really came into its own was actually at the very end where they're suddenly all in school uniforms bizarrely oh, I know. how old were they meant to be i thought they were like in their late teens early so 20s did I. I they're exactly. like 17 i don't know Genuinely. and after sebastian has died spoilers he dies yeah. um they it's like at his funeral and you see sarah michelle geller like taking um cocaine out of her little rosary which is which yeah. was quite which nice, is quite funny quite yeah. funny. it's quite a good prop yeah. um and then Reese Witherspoon comes out the toilet cubicle because she's in the toilet thinking, and then like makes some little comment about like 
asking Jesus when she needs help, turning yeah. to Jesus when she needs help, which was like saying like, I know about the cocaine. There's a really awkward conversation that precedes this, which is like, how did you know my brother kind of yeah. thing? And Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, it's a tragedy, which by the way, if it was your brother that died, you'd never say it's a tragedy. Yeah, it, was actually, it was like, it was like, it should have been Reese Witherspoon's character saying yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, exactly. oh, it's so tragic, your brother yes. died. Not like, oh, exactly. isn't it tragic, my brother died. I don't terrible know. writing, terrible writing. But I have to say, I didn't mind that scene so much because oh. it suddenly felt like really classic 90s and that it was like yes. two two like girls in the toilet being yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, who's Talking the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then like everyone, when bizarrely everyone decides to leave the funeral to read the published I diary know. of Balmol. And so they're all leaving and the Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, why is everyone leaving? So she walks out and then everyone's like looking at her like, oh, all reading the diary. Yeah. And then Selma Blair like walks up and hands her the diary and then like flicks her hair. And I was like, that's Selma Blair. Yes. That's who. There she is <laughs> for the whole fucking film. Where have you been? <laughs> so I'm sorry. I love Selma Blair, but I love Selma Blair as like a super cold, like, yes. you know, I am so clever and cold I, I'm, I keep trying to not say the word bitch but like that's kind of no, what I'm saying cool a cool, cool person yeah. Yeah, yeah whereas like in this she's like <laughs> it's and it's so just, it's really weird uncharacteristic of her it yeah. is jarring and I didn't I like that at so all so when she hands her the diary I was like maybe if this had been the beginning of the film <laughs> like, yeah. like, just in general actually that points me to my last point which is mm. that overall I felt the maturity was pretty much lacking from yeah. the actors yeah. and the writing yeah. actually in the whole thing yeah. Get in the bin. <laughs> I love. I love that. I mean, I've got a lot of nostalgia for the nineties because I was a kid then. Yeah. Um. So I remember eating a lot of sugar and being happy. <laughs> that's not the point. So I mean, it is the point that the nineties sucked and I had a lot of sugar and that's why I like it. Anyway, on that note, we talked about this for quite enough. A long time. Anyway. Um. Wow. Okay. A really long we'll time. We'll edit it down. We'll it down maybe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've got a feeling. We know how well this is going to score, but let's introduce our new rating system. Oh, yes, please. Yes. So uh, we've got a one to five uh, scoring star scoring system based on uh, disappointed grunt mm-hmm. all the way up to cosmic orgasm for five out of five. Ball, though, I think uh, we're going to be disappointed. I think. Should we find out? <laughs> Which is a very disappointing one out of five. Wah, wah. Wah. Well, you listened all the way to the end, go you. Uh, so you obviously liked what you heard. Don't forget to follow us on all your usual social medias. Twitter, Instagram, we are everywhere at A to Z with Men. That's A-T-O-Z with Men. And you can also join our new Facebook group Ooh, where you can discuss what you've heard and tell us what you want to hear. I'm really excited about the Facebook group. So excited. Yeah. Um, and go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and leave us a lovely review. And please tell a friend because people listen to their friends. Yes, word of mouth is everything. Your mouth is useful for more than one thing. Yes, um, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, see you next week for the next installment of your Bible of Bedroom Biology. And thanks for listening. Ciao. Boop. Uh, just uh, a musical geek note. Um, yeah. The cellist, um, Ronald, is teaching Cecile, uh, Selma Blair's character, to play the cello, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's the G major scale. And she's practicing the G major scale. It's like, da, 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 da. And she gets it wrong. Anyway, so like, then he says, now remember, the third note is sharp. No, it's not. G-A-B. It's not sharp. It's B. It's just a B. Just That's so annoying.
fuck off. Just, Who wrote this? Really, no one involved in that scene had ever. How could no one be musical? <laughs> write your script. God, get get out. No. Anyway. Oh my god. 